0: The NFL draft is tomorrow, and it's time to get serious about deciding who the Indianapolis Colts and Chris Ballard should take with the fourth overall pick, whether they should trade up to get him, whether they can trade down and still get him. It's time to start having that conversation with just 36 hours until the Colts are on the clock. We're going to talk about a guy who's kind of off the board, a guy who's expected to go in the third or fourth round, but has really interested me. As you look at tape, you think, wow, this guy can really sling it. He can really play. Maybe he's the guy outside of those top five quarterbacks who's got a chance in the third or fourth round, kind of that Brock Purdy type guy who's going to be a downdraft draft guy but can really play. We'll talk about him. We'll also talk about Benedict Matherin, fourth in the Rookie of the Year voting uh, a nice year for Benedict Matherin, uh, Paolo Panquero, easily the rookie of the year in the NBA. All of those things we're going to talk about today. This is Breakfast with Kent for Wednesday, April 26th, 2023. It's the day before the day. Brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Give Johnson's Plumbing a call. You got a plumbing need? They got a plumbing solution. It's just that easy. 765 610 8809, at noon today, another episode of Two Big Brains Cannot Wait to sit down with Dan Dockich and chop this up, our pre-draft special. All right, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, ring the bell so you get an alert every time we go live, and if you want to make a donation, make a donation. We had a bunch yesterday, it was very, very nice. Thank you very much for doing that. All right, let's talk about the NFL draft, and then we'll talk about who the Indianapolis Colts should take on this Optimism Wednesday. This is an optimistic selection, and we're going to be optimistic about the draft. Look, it's about the top 40, or right in the top 40 area. We're going to count Jonathan Taylor, 41st pick, as a top 40 guy. It's important that the Colts hit both of these You have got to fill roster holes, and the Colts have many, with two really, really good players, if not more. If they can trade down, get who they target at quarterback, and get another top 40 player, all the better. But you got to get this one guy, and we'll we'll identify exactly who in just a moment. The Colts have nine picks. Uh, They've got one pick in each of the first four rounds, and they've got three in the fifth round. Then they've got two in the seventh. Thank you, Daily. Right? I uh, that one commenter got you riled up yesterday. Yeah, I don't like talk about illiteracy. I, I don't. I don't care much for that. For labeling somebody as as somehow stupid. That sticks. That tends to stick, and I don't like it. So you're right. Um, how big a deal are the fifth rounders that the Colts have? People always talk about fifth rounders. As though you can build a championship team with them, and you can't. Fifth rounders are not going to do the deal. Every once in a while you get a guy, and and he turns into somebody like Robert Mathis, that th- a really good down draft guy who, who was utterly important to the success of your team for a really, really long time. You want a reason, in, in addition to Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton, why the Colts continued to succeed in 12, 13, 14? Robert Mathis. Toward the top of the list. All right, but let's go through the fifth rounders that the Colts have taken in the last 10 years and see if we should really be excited when the draft gets into uh, day three. Eric Johnson last year, defensive tackle. He might wind up being a player. He's not yet. Sean Davis in 2021, he was cut. He he didn't play for the Colts. Danny Pitter, he's been okay. And he might wind up being a really important depth piece for the Colts. Uh, in 19, Marvell Tell and EJ Speed. Marvell Tell, just an awful pick that the Colts continued to double down on all the way through last year's training camp. It was just insane. I didn't understand. I was like, "What in the world is this guy still doing here?" Colts answered that question for us by waving him. Uh, EJ Speed, though. EJ Speed flashes. I like EJ Speed. Uh, in 18, Reese Fountain, Jordan Wilkins. Wilkins, okay. Stardust says, I hope Anthony Richardson is the pick, that is all. We will get to that in just a moment. Perhaps you had a moment of prescience right there. Um, Nate Harrison and Anthony Walker in 2017. Anthony Walker played well, but not well enough for the Colts to retain him. Uh, Joe Hagen, 2016, depth piece on the O-line. David Perry in 15 as a defensive tackle, depth piece. He started some games, but he was he was a guy. Uh, Jonathan Newsom in 14, a linebacker, Montori Hughes in 13. That's what you get in the fifth round. That's history. Every once in a while, you get an Anthony Walker, but even Anthony Walker had flaws so apparent that the Colts didn't retain him. Okay, that's the fifth round. Champions are built by drafting well in the top 40. We saw that with the Colts, 96 through 06. They missed twice in the first round out of 11 picks. They were really good, and I'm counting Bob Sanders as a first round pick, even though he was a second round pick. Um, you know, and, and what they've done in the top forty, pay at twenty-first, they didn't have one last year. In twenty, you had Pittman and Taylor at thirty-four and forty one. You had Rocky Seen in nineteen at thirty-four, Nelson Leonard and Smith in eighteen, that was a good draft. Uh Hooker, fifty despite my aversion. To uh, Quentin Nelson is the sixth overall pick. Daniel Miller says, "What are the odds the Colts select like? two quarterbacks in this year's draft?" I hope the odds are zero. I really do. I, I think you got to you got to put your chips on one number and ride it out. You know, and and a second uh, quarterback taken in the fifth round. You know what? Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. And we'll talk about a guy who might be that quarterback if he slips a little bit in the draft but I don't think that he will. Um, Ryan Kelly in 16, Philip Dorsett in 15, Bjorn Werner in 14. There was no top 40 pick in 2014. Wow. You want to know why the Colts suck? That's why the Colts suck. Because really, you've had two measurably good drafts in the top 40 over the last 10. Back in the day, you had 9 of 11 that were awesome that explains it all right here's the pick over those picks by the way seven five and one quitty pay we don't know what he is yet seven of those picks have been successes the three and eighteen the two and twenty Ryan Kelly account as a success and uh then who else who's the other one eh, that's a good question um at any rate yeah the it, oh Buckner In the trade, we count as a success. The pick for the Colts at quarterback is Anthony Richardson. And the reason is because his ceiling is the highest. When you're in the ACC or AFC and you have to compete against Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, and and that's kind of down the list, right, with Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson and now Aaron Rodgers, and on, and Tua, and on, and on, and on, and on. You can even count, you know, you, you got guys, right, in the AFC who can flat play. They can play with their feet. They can play with their arm. You need a guy who can rise to that level. Anthony Richardson is a guy who can rise to that level with his tools and exceed it. He's the one guy who can do that in this draft. So you nut up, you take him, you teach him, and you hope. Because if it doesn't work out, hey, it doesn't work out. If you go for the low ceiling, high floor guy, look, high floors do not win you a championship. You get a high floor guy, you're still mediocre. You get a high ceiling guy, and he pans out, you win a championship. And that's what the game's all about. The game's about walking out of the casino with pockets stuffed with cash. Not winning $15 playing nickel slots. Not play, not winning $20 playing $10 blackjack. You're going in there to win your mortgage. So you better put chips on the roulette table and say, you know what? Number 11. Thank you. Let's see. That's what you got to do. You want to win a championship. You need to put your nuts on the table and say, here we go. Stare the dealer in the eye. And welcome. Whatever happens, that's what Chris Ballard needs to do. High floor, my ass. High ceiling, you got me. All right. So give me Anthony Richardson. The highest ceiling is the point of this draft. All right. Let's go off the board a little bit. Uh, a commenter mentioned. All right. Commenter mentioned um, a second quarterback. Who would we take as a second quarterback? I'll tell you, if he slips down the board, right now he's projected to go maybe third, fourth, fifth round. Fifth round, I take this guy, Jake Hayner of Fresno State. Jake Hayner is six feet tall. That's his problem. But you watch tape of Jake Hayner. That dude makes throws. He puts it in a tight window, and he flat spins it. He's not real fast, but he's not real slow. He moves in the pocket really, really well, Here's the thing about six-foot-tall guys in the NFL. They know how to play at six feet tall. They've been six feet tall their whole adult life, and they know how to operate at six feet tall in a pocket looking for windows to throw through. He's not real long. So really, he's kind of a Baker Mayfield-type guy. Baker Mayfield ruined it for Baker Mayfield's down the line. Jake Hayner could be that guy. He was really good at Fresno State, uh, in the L.A. Bowl against Washington State. So you say, okay, we know he's really good in the Mountain West. How was he uh, playing real teams? Well, against USC last year, not so great. But against Washington State in the L.A. Bowl, he was 24 of 36 for 280 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Fresno State won that game 29-6. Jake Hayner can play. You want a guy, he sees the whole field, he can throw to the whole field, tight windows, he is really pretty good. So if you want a downdraft guy, Jake Hayter might pan, pan out for you. Um, in other news, Denver, Phoenix, they closed out their opposition, the T-Wolves and the Clippers. Every year, people pick the Clippers to do something, and they never do nothing. You know, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, good luck with them. Good luck trying to win a damn thing with Paul George. Are you out of your mind? We learned that here. I keep telling, team, like Oklahoma City. Oh, you're going to win something with this guy as one of your best players? Clippers, you're going to win something with this guy as one of your best players? No, you're not. All he does is provide you false hope moving forward. He is the anti-Optimism Wednesday guy. If I was a, a a fan of a team with Paul George on it, it would be pessimism Wednesday, and I would right, be right to be pessimistic. Uh, the Cubs won thirteen to nine, or uh, the Cubs are thirteen and nine after they won six nothing last night. Uh, Justin Steele has been terrific, four and zero oh in the month of April, and I know wins don't mean nothing to people, which is stupid. He was really good last night again. Nico Horner. And Jan Gomes with three RBIs each. Uh, Tom Griffin, the great Tom Griffin, who celebrated a birthday yesterday, by the way, named the head wrestling coach at Westfield High School. And that is a prescient hire. Very good hire by the Westfield Athletic Director. Tom Griffin is a terrific wrestling coach. Benedict Matherin, fourth in NBA Rookie of the Year ball- balloting. Paulo Boncaro, obviously the uh, Rookie of the Year. Chet Holmgren. Did not play. Hopefully, he winds up being a guy who can play. Uh, What are the Pacers going to do this year? We'll see. Um, Keegan Murray and Jaden Ivey were fifth and sixth. They were drafted immediately ahead of Benedict Matherin. I got to tell you, one year in, Kevin Pritchard was right. I thought you needed to take uh, Jaden Ivey. needed to find a way to get Jaden Ivey. Trade up to get him. I was wrong. Benedict Matherin... Just fine. Let's celebrate some birthdays on this Optimism Wednesday, shall we? Anthony Richardson's the guy. Take him. If he's a bust, he's a bust. At least bust out rolling the dice. You know what I mean? Oh, well, we had to take the best player available. He's got the highest floor. He No! Um. Want to first wish a happy birthday to Skyler. Want to then wish a happy 26th wedding anniversary to Charles and Nicole Hill, uh, viewers of the program, and wonderfully valued viewers of the program. Happy anniversary. I've been married 26 years and a little bit beyond that. It's not always easy. Good for you. Uh, Brad Wicks, happy birthday. Greg Dugan, happy birthday. The great Diana Plummer. Crombie, happy birthday. Bradford Bruns. Happy birthday, great Bradford. Uh, J.R. Moore, the great Charles Flynn, attorney to the stars, and a wonderful high school basketball player back in the day at Cathedral High School. It's hard to believe that Charles Flynn is about to celebrate his 20th. He's a year away from his 20th high school reunion. Good golly. Uh, Bill Walsh, Taylor Ware, terrific coach, terrific player at Indiana. Uh, Emma Raffanello. Happy birthday to Emma. Over the weekend, her father, Rick, celebrated, uh, the family celebrated Rick's birth anniversary. Always thinking good thoughts about the Raffinello family, about Rick Raffinello, and we wish a happy birthday to Emma Raffinello. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If today's not your birthday, celebrate somebody else and celebrate yourself. What do you need a birthday to celebrate yourself? Celebrate somebody else. The best way to do that, of course, is with an honest and specific compliment. Lift each other. Don't pull each other down. At 7.07, we start talking on WGCL Radio in Bloomington, and we don't stop until 9 o'clock. So join us. If you're outside the reach of 1370 AM or 98.7 FM, log in, wgclradio.com. Click to listen. Do it. And then at noon, like I said earlier, Two Big Brains, our pre-draft special. You don't want to miss it. Join us live at the Two Big Brains channel. I'll put the link in the description.